did he how did he respond to you when he realized oh my god i have got this beautiful powerful sexually liberated individual <laughs> in front of me you know how did because it is the only way i can describe you there are many ways but that is definitely one of them because it truly is incredibly liberating how did he respond to that that's so sweet of you to say <laughs> it's true it really is true and I I do think I think it's something to be honored because I love the way that society hasn't crushed that in Mm, you mm. the way it hasn't shamed you into silence and into taking up less space I love the way that you're still able to forge ahead and say yeah this is me this is my body I love sex I love vibrators and you know what if you don't like that that's your tough shit. Mm, yeah. You know, how did he, how did he respond to you? I think he just, I don't know. I think he was quite, he's quite curious. So I okay. think he was just kind of uh, probably a bit impressed, I think, from what, from what he's told me. But I think, yeah, he was just, I think he was just excited. He just mm. thought this is so like interesting and different, yeah. um, which is, is, is very sweet. So yeah. yeah, I think he was just, just found it mm. firstly quite funny because <laughs> I, I am quite a lot. But um, yeah, no, I think he just enjoyed it. I think yeah. he was just like happy, happy to hear. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, what's really great is that he kind of just anything that's important to me then becomes important to him. So mm. he's he's just very willing to like listen to any of that. That's great. Um, yeah, very lucky. He, he, one in a million that boy. <laughs> but yeah, so I just I think it's really nice. We've always had that kind of open dialogue, even mm. when we were. Yeah. So you're able to, if there's any of your needs that you want met, you will just ask. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. It's really nice. (laughs) It's nice. I I love it. The good thing is, is that I think, you know, me doing that also opens that door for him as well. So I think it, you know, within a relationship, all you need really is one person to kind of feel to open up the communication, open up the conversation. Mm. And then the other person can kind of understand that they're free to talk about it as well and ask for what they want. Mm. But I do think it is particularly difficult for women to ask for what they want. Or anyone who isn't a man. Yeah, anyone (laughs) Um, who isn't. (laughs) In in the bedroom specifically. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is... um... It is a shame because it's almost like you never learn to find out what you like. Mm. Because if somebody says to you, someone you're in bed with, and they say to you, what do you what do you want? Mm. Or what would you like to do? What do you want me to do for you? And you go, I don't know. Yeah. And you say, I don't know, because you have never been given permission to explore and find out. I remember the first time where... James says, oh, what do you want me to do for you? And I was like, I don't know. Because you don't, you don't get... Sex? <laughs> like, you just... Yeah. Because you just... You've never had that chance to, to find out. When I spoke to Tom, the thing that I really enjoyed about speaking to him in that episode, because it was a four-part... I mean, it was a long uh, interview I did with him over two days. And do you know what I really loved was how he is fine is and was it finding out so much about what he likes mm. his pleasures his kinks his interests and so many of us reach the end of our life and never get that chance i re- i think tom said he's 25 mm. so he's a young man still but he's able to 
to explore and find out what he likes, what he doesn't like, and anything he's not tried, he can dive straight in and say, right, let me find out, do I enjoy this? Is this something I want to incorporate into um, my sexual activity? And I think that is fantastic. I really loved that. And I thought, shit, I've just got to do this. Because you do feel, I don't want to, I don't know what other people out there think, but I tell you what I think, I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, well, my sex life is shit. (laughs) That's so depressing. (laughs) Do you know what? That is freaking depressing. I really don't want to get to the end of my days and never have had the opportunity to explore what I like, what I don't like. And we don't get the chance to do that. Particularly women don't get the chance to do that. So when I was talking to Tom, finding, um, having that conversation about that self-discovery, etc. I just thought it was fab. And it's the same with you. I think you two are the, the only two people I know who will just say, actually, this is my interest. This is what mm. I like. This, mm. is, this is uh, what I, I've discovered about myself. You two are the first that wow. I've ever met like that. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I've spoken to a lot of people over the years. And I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people over the years. <laughs> YouTube will always come to mind. And if there's anyone else out there that is just like Tom and Avalon, I want to talk to you, okay? I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah, because I... There's nothing worse than crappy sex. No. There's no... It's just not worth it. Oh, jeez. You know what? I've got bad things to do. You know what? I need to clip my toenails. Exactly. You know? No, exactly. Empty the bins. Yeah, yeah. Clean the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's there's just nothing worse. And we, I mean, when you think about your your body, mm. it has so many nerve endings. According to Emily, mm. oh I, I, yeah, I love this. Oh my god! According to Emily, the clitoris has more nerve endings than the penis. Yeah. That was the like... clitoris itself. I think it's eight thousand nerve endings compared to, and that's just the clitoris. It's not everything else that goes on. Just that. And then compared to the penis, which is I think about half that, which is mental. And what's so interesting as well is that the clitoris is like, the only sexual organ that exists purely for pleasure. There is no, <laughs> there's no evolutionary reason. It doesn't have anything to do with birthing or like procreating it's got there's no purpose for it other than pleasure so how are we not (laughs) you know as as people with vulvas how are we not just exploring the pleasure for that like that that's all it's there for oh my god it's it's such a waste did you know that because i didn't (laughs) so now i am very happy (laughs) that is incredible and you see these are the things that you don't you don't discover, you don't hear about, you don't learn about, and you, you're taught, don't touch, your hand will fall off, or Gosh. all the other horrible yeah, things that yeah. that people say about when about your body, you know. Um, and it's interesting what you talk about, like getting a mirror out mm. and discovering where everything is. Yeah, because if you don't know your body, if you can't guide and direct yourself around your own body. How can you direct somebody else? Absolutely. Because one of the points I made about um, being queer and it being your superpower was the ability to love anybody you don't have. Because we had that conversation the other day, just the freedom to be with 
anybody. Mm. And it doesn't matter who you are with. How can you guide them around your body if you don't know what your pleasure points are, you know, how you want to express yourself sexually? It's very difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, how were you able to to guide your partner around your body? Was that something that you you just thought, you know what, this is like my flipping party time. This is Christmas, birthday, everything rolled into <laughs> one. And it's just, because there must be something really frustrating for a partner to want to to bring the person there with pleasure. It's just, for me, started so young, I think. So I think, like, I, I started masturbating when I was a child, like okay. really young. And I mm. was, I mean, this absurdly young, but I think I was watching porn when I was like 10 you know wow okay which is very young and there are a lot of issues about what children can access on the internet and Mm. things like that I understand parents want to control what they can access what they can see because you can see things that are potentially damaging or you know things like that so that's completely fine um I think I was just very mature as a kid and I it hasn't done me any damage (laughs) thankfully um but yeah so I started all of that from such a young age, you know, mm. I was sorry. Not... <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> um, I was getting to know my body. I was getting to understand orgasms and what felt good and all of that. So that started when I was so young, and mm. then throughout my teenagers years, I was obviously exploring that more. Obviously, when you're a teenager, you're just mm. raging hormones. So yeah. it was really good. So and you know, when I was a teenager, I just I couldn't wait to have sex. I was really excited to. Like I didn't think of it as a really scary thing um and you know I was just I was just looking forward mm. to it um because and I guess that's because I had such a positive relationship with it and I understood already kind of understood what I liked and what would feel good and mm. you know all of these things um so yeah I think it was those seeds being planted from a very young age um I mean, thank God for the internet. <laughs> yes, yes. It has its pluses that, and its minus. It does. Because yeah. again, like I said, it can obviously lead to mm. bad things. But for me, it was, a, it. you know, I got on the right side of the internet. And, you know, I think I understood even at that age that when you watch porn, especially mainstream porn, mm. which as we talk about, you know, the women yeah. look a certain way, the men look a certain way, all of that. I think I understood that that was fantasy and not reality. Yeah. So I understood, oh, I find this arousing, this is interesting, maybe I want to explore that. But I didn't think, oh, that's exactly what it's going to look like. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, I guess I understood that that's not, I don't know why that is, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but, do you, sorry to interrupt you, Avalon, please. but do you, do you think when men watch porn mm. and when women watch porn, mm. they see it very differently? Because I get the impression that guys will, will think, oh, that's what a woman's body will look like. That's how she'll behave. Those are the noises she'll make. This is what yeah. I need to do. End of story. Yeah. Whereas a woman will look and go, really? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think guys do have that experience more often. From what I understand, mm. I think if teenage boys are kind of watching porn, then they do just absorb those ideas and think that's exactly what it's going to be like i'm not sure why there is such a stark difference there i don't know if it's because mainstream porn is shot in such a kind of from from the male gaze and catered towards men Mm. and it's so extreme in a sense Mm. um you know even like the idea of in porn most women just immediately and even in films like just normal film sex scene 
women does penetrative sex, no foreplay. They come immediately. Good luck with from, that. From penetration, <laughs> which a lot of women... No! I think it's only about half of women that can actually... Orgasm. Orgasm from the G-spot. It's not super common. And a lot of women can and don't know they can, which is, like, fine. They just haven't discovered it. Yeah. But most women come from like clitoral stimulation and that's yeah. not really shown in mainstream porn unfortunately no. or if it is it's just like a it's not done well <laughs> and i think that women can look at that and go because we know at least like if you've at all masturbated and you watch porn you know how sensitive things are yeah you know what feels good so you can see something and go oh i don't know about that yeah whereas guys watching that you know they they don't really have that critical thinking of like because they don't know yeah. what it feels like. No, you know. And it's, the thing, the thing hard. I think that's quite, quite funny about that is, you look at some, you look at like, like the movies, and they're having sex, and they just dive right on in. I am telling you now, there aren't many women out there, just so you know, who, oh my god, I want to have sex with this individual, and you are going to penetrate her straight away. Just- just like that. that ain't gonna happen no. it's gonna get ugly real fast <laughs> and she's gonna be walking like john wayne and actually so will you and for those of you who don't know who john wayne is look it up <laughs> cowboy movies that's all i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. no 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 it's women's bodies work differently mm. you know it you, you we've got to warm up we're like a car engine we need warming up <laughs> Exactly. It's true. It's so true. Even if you really fancy somebody like crazy, there's do you know what? We need to warm up. Yeah. Guys, I I I don't have a penis, so I don't really know how that feels for you. However, I just know it doesn't take you guys long at all. It's not it's that's It's a thing. shame we're not in sync. Yeah, yeah. Or people are not in sync. It's a yeah. shame that people don't sync. I do think that's a shame. I think you know, if only it is annoying. I do sometimes think that's, that can be quite annoying. And mm. then the other thing is, is just learning the way the body. Yes, as you get older, your body does change. But there's a lot of myths out there for yeah. the way. Oh, as a woman gets older, she's drier, mm. etc. Not necessarily. That's mm. not necessarily the truth at all. Everybody's body is different, so you automatically assume oh, as I get older, this is how my body's going to respond. And actually, I'm not going to find sex as pleasurable. Who made up that story? It's so not true. That is not true. It's not true. At all. And I I honestly think that that, you know, that kind of specific thing is all wrapped up in this misogyny of the idea of women aging being less desirable and being less yeah. sexually viable. Mm, the yes. idea of, you know, past like 30, you don't, you're 30, not a sexual. 30 is old. <laughs> you're not a sexual <laughs> being anymore. And yes. I think, I think that is a, a sort of, yeah, a misogynistic idea that we've got. Mm. Um, that's definitely where that comes from. Yes. Because it's like, even if we, you know, if we teach people that older women don't, can't get wet or can't enjoy sex, then they won't want to have sex with them. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It all come. It's all again wrapped up in this like old puritanical like yeah. Christian stuff yeah. that we've got. These ideas that we've got about Has procreation, a lot to for. about sex just being about yeah fertility. Younger women are more fertile, things mm. like that. But sex isn't just about that, and it's amazing yeah. that those things still remain despite yes. us not being, mm. you know, despite it being. 2022 and it I not know, being it's the still, same 
perpetrated. There's, it's still being still pushed out. There's still leftover ideas. They're still kind of lingering, yeah. aren't they? And yes. I think it really, play, you can, you, even in just those sort of stereotypes, yeah. you, you could absolutely track that back to, yes. you know, hundreds of years ago when it was like, you know, women were married off at 13 because that's when they have a baby. And then mm. that was, and then they died at 13. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so different now so it's crazy that we still have these ideas at all yes and the thing that i think is a shame is the shame around the body just if you want to uh discover your pleasure so i mean we talked i mean when we met up uh, the other week we talked about uh vibrators the different tools um you you said about how many how many vibrators did you said you had I don't know, quite a few. <laughs> Definitely a few. <laughs> I love it. I've got a little box, a little sex box. Have you? Yeah, which is great. That is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, if there's one way of people finding, discovering their pleasure, that is definitely a way what do you yeah. what would, if you if you met someone who said, I, I really would love to know how to discover my own pleasures mm. and my likes and my kinks, etc. what would you recommend for them? Oh, so many things. I think... Right, let's hear it. Again, we use the internet. The internet is brilliant. So I think there's so many things on there. You can... There's a really great website called um, OMG Yes. Let uh, me make sure I get these amazing. down. And that is all about... That gives... I mean, that was incredible. That's kind of like the template for what sex education should be because it's got, okay. you know, tutorials on oral sex and oh. pleasure and all these things. It's fantastic. So that's a very, like wealth of knowledge in a not a clinical way but in a just sort of informational way that's really useful but I think in terms of actually just exploring your likes yeah I think porn mm-hmm. look at different kinds of porn like maybe not so so mainstream look at more like amateur stuff I think is really good because you get a lot of real couples rather okay. than you know a sort of studio mm-hmm. performance things then you get a, more of an idea so things like that there's like audio erotica that works for a lot of women Ooh, that lovely. people don't know exists. Ooh. That's always brilliant. A lot of women are more turned on by the idea. I say I'm talking women, but you know, yes. any, anyone who has experienced the world as a woman growing up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So audio erotica books, <laughs> just if you, yeah, if you take one thing away, it's just to get this book, to be honest. Um, I think reading about sex is huge because yeah. it just gives you so much information and you can sit with it and digest it and reflect. Mm. What's great about this is it has little quizzes and things as well. I don't know if you've gotten to any of those. No, quizzes. I haven't got there's, there yet. There's sort of I'm like, working on it. Yeah, <laughs> it has like quizzes and things. Um, so it forces you to kind of reflect and think about it, mm. which I think is really useful. Yeah. Um, so I just think the more that you can read, the better. Because even if you are, or the more that you can watch and consume, I think even if you watch something and you go, oh God, that Mm. repulsed me and I can't think of anything worse than that. Mm. Now you know what you don't like. A process of elimination. I think knowing what you don't like, it's just as important as knowing what you like. And I Mm. think the more you see and the more you read about, the more open you are to then Mm. trying out new things, but also the more you get to know what you actually like, which is huge. Yeah, (laughs) I think one of the things that can be a challenge for people on that point Mm. is we talked about, uh, we well, we mentioned uh, the uh, shame around sex and your body, particularly with the information that the church has put out um, over the millennia, uh, which is a whole nother story. When you're trying to discover what you like, what you don't like, and you think, I'm going to try something new, 
there's always it's almost like you hit this set point mm. this wall of it feels uncomfortable and it feels shameful and it feels dirty and it feels wrong so you back away from it because you're taught that's yeah um that that it's wrong and it's not because that's your body saying oh no this is wrong you shouldn't do it this is uh, god telling you that it's wrong no it's the conditioning that has been placed over you over society no you can't do this vibrators are wrong um you you're not allowed to have the contraceptive pill the only reason you have sex is to make babies etc forget any kind of pleasure mm. how do people get past that set point they want to find out they'd like to find out mm. but feel that shame around trying to find out and discover because it it really is something you have to break through and push through because yeah. we you know what? I know not everybody, and I think I said this last week, not everybody likes the idea of sex and that's fine. Most people do. Mm. Many people do. However, it's getting to the point where we can learn what we do and don't want. It's that freedom, that liberation yeah. with our own sexuality, our own sexual energy. How do we get past that set point, do you mm. think? I think, so, you know, if you're already thinking... I want to know about it. And that's an, that's an amazing step. Like that's brilliant. If you're right in that position, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it. I think it's one of those things where once someone says to you, Oh, these shameful ideas you have about sex are tied up in misogyny or they're tied up in the church or they're tied up in this form of control or anything like that. You, you start to question it and you think, why do I have those thoughts? So I think reflection is a huge point. Like even, mm. even just some people find journaling very useful. Even yeah. just, you know, sitting down and thinking, what do I, what ideas have I been taught about my body? Who taught me those ideas? What ideas do I have about sex? Where did they come from? Yes. Questioning them. Because I think a lot of people don't take time to maybe examine what's actually going on. Mm. But I think once you start, yeah, thinking about where they've come from, then you can start thinking, oh, so is this is this true or is this something that I've been told because of this reason, because of the sex education system not being very good? Because um, my mother had weird ideas about sex and talked about it very, you know, made it sound scary and all these things. Figuring out why it's happened, I think, is a huge, mm. a huge thing. Um, I think that's the kind of thing that people do in counselling and therapy and things like yeah. that. So you can do a bit of that with yourself anyway, just sort of figuring it out and then i think reading this book will I'll make you do you that again. again she's not paying us we just no. love this we just love this book there's a lot of other great books as well but okay this is huge um so yeah just thinking about it and trying to figure out where it's come from is yeah. massive i think mm. because as soon as you start doing that as soon as you start questioning those ideas it's the same way with you know um queerness and you know all the kind of internalized homophobia biphobia yeah. any of that transphobia anything that you've sort of absorbed mm. once you start to think maybe those things aren't necessarily concrete fact and they yeah. are just messages that have been sort of subliminally given to me growing up mm. once you start unpicking them and unlearning them that's where you then gain that freedom yes. to learn and mm. to explore things so yeah, it's a lot of it's unlearning to learn. It, it, yeah, and <laughs> so I, it's it's hard work. It is. It's not it's not easy if it's not something that comes naturally to you. But I think a little bit of discomfort is good. I think being 
uncomfortable is good because it pushes you out you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone yes and that's when you grow and that's when you learn new things yes you know you're never going to learn anything new if you just stay 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 in a little bubble yeah you want to stay safe you do have to feel a bit a little bit uncomfortable but it's yeah it's finding that balance of feeling Mm. discomfort but not feeling disgust or shame or yeah yeah I think it it takes time it's not something that happens overnight definitely getting past um that set point it just takes time so you can't expect to um suddenly discover oh actually oh I've tried this oh I'm okay now it takes time because you may learn to discover that on your own um when you try it for the first time with another person or another couple of people you've got to get past that set point Mm -hmm. and then it's not that you are you're pushing your own boundaries. I was going to say, it's not that you're pushing boundaries and pushing against your um, personal code of ethics. Mm. It's that you are discovering your body, all those senses and nerve endings and, you know, the end of the penis being very sensitive, the clitoris, so sensitive, nipples, you know, the back of the knees, people's earlobes, whatever, you know, just so, so sensitive. I mean, I listened to... Um, an interview with, yeah, I'm going to say it was on Homo Sapiens and it was with this gentleman. I didn't intend to mention this, otherwise I would have uh, put the information down. Mm. But he was paralysed from, he'd been on a, um, like a, a, like I think some sort of a fairground, playground, wherever, and he fell, mm. like on those, one of those bouncy castles and he fell and hit the back of his neck. And I think he's paralysed from the chest down. Mm. And incredible listening to him talking about his sex life he Mm. could I think he could have an orgasm just by watching his partner touch his body Mm. you know and the the way he is able to feel uh, despite his paralysis the way he's able to feel um the touch just by watching it 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 was incredible I, I will look it up and see if I can put it in the show notes see if I can find it again but it was so fascinating because you know the thing is if somebody is paralyzed automatically the sex element of their life is taken out, but it's still a part of you. It is still a need uh, that people have and a desire because you want, it's pleasurable. I mean, just imagine eating food that's every single food is white and has no flavor. Would you eat? It's boring. Boring. It's boring. But think about all the nerve endings and the sensations that we can feel. I, I just think it's, fabulous yeah where do sex toys come into self-discovery do you think i think like with anything with you know clothing or friends or anything Mm. experimentation is a huge part of figuring out who you are isn't it yeah the only you you try a million things we all go through kind of weird phases where we dress a certain way and then we look back and we go oh god that was terrible (laughs) shell suit in the 80s (laughs) there you go So you have to you have to try these things out, and I think that's the only ways that you figure it out. So yes. sex toys are no exception to that. I think there's there's ways that you can try things out and see how you like them, and if you don't like it, then you don't have to do that again. You can yeah. get something else. Get something you know, else. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I understand things can get expensive with sex toys. Obviously, yes, they get are, very pricey. Yeah, yeah, mm. but there there are a couple of websites I buy from YouTube, Love Honey. Um, ah, yes. I love Love Honey. They do a really, really good student discount. So if anyone's <gasps> young student discount students, on sex toys, yeah, 
Absolutely. I uh, believe what it's website like, was I think that? Sorry. Love Honey. I think it's 20%. So Let's make sure we get that down. Love Honey is great. There's also a website called Bondara. These are all UK based ones. Oh, okay. Um, which just is easier for sort of shipping reasons. Those places sell very affordable sex toys, lingerie, sex accessories, bondage gear, all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's a really nice way. So what I've done in the past is, for instance, like with, um, you can get clit sucker toys, like mm-hmm. which I at first I thought I actually don't know if I like that. I thought it's not. I don't know if that's gonna be my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just bought like a really a little small. It was like a travel one essentially. Okay, one that has crazy right. They have a mini one. <laughs> I just had a vision in my head and I'm really sorry. I am not going to speak about it. I am not going to say it out. I'm not going to say it out. I am not going to say it out loud. I am so sorry, listeners. I am, I'm, I'm being really disrespectful. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, don't worry. Yes. It's got the giggles now. I managed to control myself at yeah, the beginning did, of the episode so and now far. I've made it so far and now it's going downhill. Bless you. Thinking travel, it sounded like a, not no, look, travel purse. Yeah, yeah, like mini Travel shampoo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's exactly that. So I don't, yeah. Oh, so it was that just, was funny. <laughs> it was basically a small, cheaper version uh, that, you know, it, the battery life didn't last as long, the charge didn't last as long. Okay. Um, it didn't have as many features, but mm. it was just a way for me to trial the thing without committing to spending, you know, like right. 70 quid or whatever. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I got it and I tried it and I loved it. And then I, oh, I cool. thought, oh God, well, I guess I'll upgrade, <laughs> you know? It's the same as like, if Love you it. buy like a laptop and then you know, year in, you're like, this is a bit crap and yeah. it's not doing what I need to do. Mm. I'll just buy a bigger and better one so that's what i did so now i have like a womanizer a nice like sturdy one and it's fantastic i like um, the way you said my a best sturdy friend. one yeah it's, a it's good getting one. a lot of oh, use yeah. it's getting a lot of use it lasts a long time which is brilliant you Excellent. just charge it up it's fantastic i love it i love it to oh death. I that is good all the time. <laughs> i love Could the damn thing i couldn't recommend it enough but so there's ways to try something and see how you feel about it. And mm. then kind of, you know, if you're in a relationship, you can sort of buy things, split the cost as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think being able to talk about sex toys with your partner is huge. I think yes. that's really important. Mm. Um, that really helps with communication and the understanding of each other's pleasure. I think that really yes. is really nice. Yeah. Um, and once you talk about it, then you can also maybe kind of introduce them into the bedroom. Yes. You know, there's a lot of women that maybe can't, uh, orgasm from without clitoral stimulation mm. maybe they then go off and try a vibrator and they think oh this is actually really fun but i you know my partner can't make me orgasm like that so you could just combine the two Come they don't have to be separate look at that you can bring them together and there are all sorts of toys there's a box down there yeah um pass that but oh! let me show you this box here That's very unusual because oh, vibrators have really changed Look at that. Big time. It's beautiful. I mean, that really is, I mean, that's unusual, isn't it? That I love really it. That is very, very different. So, yeah. I mean, these days people talk um, talk a lot and mention like the rampant rabbit mm. as though that, you know, and I, I know that that's still very popular, but there's toys have moved on. Oh, yes. And they constantly moved on, you know, things that, <laughs> I mean, that looks like something it. from tomorrow's world, you know, way back when there was it's like this so science. Brilliant. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, there's all sorts, it's amazing. <coughs> you can find me. anything for any type of body, any type of kink, any mm. type of fetish, any type of pleasure point. There's so many things you can find. It's amazing. Yeah. I've been seeing lately, um, 
which is a new thing that I'd never seen before, is a type of vibrator that's uh, made kind of like a flat... Um, they kind of, well, firstly, they look very cute. They're like little seashells or something. They're very oh, sweet. Okay. They're kind of flat and wide like this, right? And that, so that's filling a gap for people who, a lot of people maybe growing up, um, pe- people with vulvas find that they like to kind of grind on a pillow or some kind of okay. anything, any kind of surface. You can mm. grind to orgasm like that. Yeah. Or not necessarily to orgasm, but just, it just feels good. Um, and so they made now these vibrators that are shaped for grinding. It's, oh, bloody genius and it's like <laughs> these things didn't exist two two three years ago like it's wow. amazing so it's constantly people are discovering oh some people like this is there a way we can make a sex toy to you know cater okay. to that it's brilliant i love it it's so exciting it's funny because it's it's, so fun. it's almost as though um a whole new sexual liberation is taking place mm. um particularly for the particularly for women mm. you know it's it's almost like your whole there's a whole new world that's opening up. Yeah. Because the very idea years ago of a woman enjoying sexual pleasure was she was seen as a bit of a harlot, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, women aren't supposed to enjoy yeah. sex in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But guys, on the other hand, can have all the fun. You know, and but the thing that's fascinating is the way the gender spectrum has changed. Or I won't say changed because it's always been there. Yeah. But the way it's opening up to enable people to realise there is, there's not just male, not just female. There's a whole lot going on in between. Yeah. And we all have different needs and wants. And so, you know, everybody's sexual needs and exploration can be met. Mm-hmm. Now, the fascinating thing I found, um, had a quick look, I thought... Let's find out what's going on with the sex toys. Now, according to uh, Business Wire, there was uh, some research and it says, I'm just going to read this to you. Global Smart Sex Toys Market Report 2022. Increasing need for personalised sexual experiences are accelerating growth. The global smart sex toys market is projected to grow at a significant rate during the forecast period between 2022 and 2027. The growth can be attributed to the increasing popularity of adult products in the sexual wellness industry. And what I like about that, it's called sexual wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't you that know, just sound so much more inviting? That, hello. Doesn't that sound lovely? Because it I, is. I'm buffering. I can barely <laughs> speak. It does sound flipping It bad. is a huge, like, if you think about, you know, all these things that we do for our mental health, our physical health. Our sexual health and our sexual wellness is just as important. Yeah. And it's also linked to those things. Yes. Do you know how good masturbation is for you? Both <laughs> like for your immune system, yeah. for your mental health, for your sleep, yeah. for everything. Yeah. It just helps so much. Yeah. And it's all like linked. And it's just like, it's so, it, I'm so glad that this is becoming yes more common and like more talked about and more explored because it's just so important do you think the fact like for example that piece of information there Mm. do you think because of the queer community things Mm. opening up so much that gender Mm. spectrum being um being unveiled because it's kind of like for the decades people have tried to hide it and say there's just male and female end of story there's nothing in between Mm. anything in between has an issue but do you think that the increase in sexual awareness and exploration and the fact that the market the the sale of sex toys is increasing do you think that's because the queer community 
is now really beginning to come into its own opening up being more public mm. and people are beginning to look at their own queerness because um we talked about how people say oh no i'm only straight yet they will still have sex with people of their same of the the same gender yeah you know things are opening up yeah and things are changing do you think the queer community has had a real impact on the sex industry i definitely think so i think yeah. it's huge i think um even you know the kink scenes kind of originate in queer communities Mm. you know we talk about like you were talking about fetish leather and things like that it's a huge hugely from the male gay scene and all these things i think it's a huge part of introducing it i also think that there's other factors though like i think like we talked about you know religion and that dwindling they just did a study and i think the uk is no longer a christian dominated nation which is really interesting england and, and wales i saw that this morning fascinating. Yes. so i think things like that are huge i think things like the internet are huge yeah. um i think the rise and discussion of sex work is huge as well mm. i think that's more in you know people are talking about that more mm. which is interesting so i think there's all sorts of things but yeah i do think that the the queer community and just obliterating because once you once you undo the gender binary mm so much I love it that is tied up in that just falls apart because yeah. suddenly it doesn't make any sense and mm. i think that's so beautiful and i think it's it's yeah it's huge it's transforming yeah everything. and it's so freeing though oh gosh i really oh do i love do i can i can barely i'm buffering again now because i can barely express how exciting i find that and yeah I just don't understand. I'm going to have a mini rant. This is just a mini rant, by the way. (laughs) I just don't understand people's need to control and confine and try and shut the queer community down. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Because the fact is, if if that enables people to really open up and have that freedom, that self-expression, and it it just brings more harmony because you're more at one with who you are. Doesn't that make a better world? Doesn't that make a better community? Does that not create people who are healthier rather than you're going to be this, you're going to be that, you're not going to do this, and you can only do it that way? Absolutely. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. I just just think, (laughs) imagine how much... I don't think we'd have wars if everyone just had a wank. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> if everyone just had a yes! wank and had some and good sex. Cake. Yeah, and like, just, like, had a good time. We wouldn't have all this, like, conflict. No. I really, like, you know, obviously that's an exaggeration, but I really think that, that that's a part mm. of it, is that everyone would just be so much calmer uh-huh. if we weren't also... Stop sort of, like, trying to control yeah. people's bodies. It's not it's Stop not good. it. Yeah. You know what? If you want to discover... Uh, your kinks and your sexual fetishes or just explore your body get your mirror out and have a damn good look and see what's going on down there then you know what you should be able to do that and do that without shame and that I mean god I do think the queer superpower is Mm -hmm. I don't need to conform to what society says I should be what I should do yeah. and who I should have sex with. Yeah, absolutely. Whether that's with myself or whether that's with one other person or three other people. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know absolutely. what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Because <sighs> I think that that the, the sexual control is tied up in this heteronormative, religious, gender binary, nuclear family male. idea that we've got. That's that's all. It's all tied up together. It's yeah. all tied up and. 
that's just falling apart, isn't it? Which absolutely. Is yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to. Ooh. Yes, yes. One thing I wanted, the very last thing I wanted to ask you, Mm. because Avalon has got to go. We've just had such an episode today, haven't we? (laughs) But we've finally managed it, so I'm really pleased. Me too. Um, What would your advice be to anybody Mm. who is struggling to to find that sexual freedom? Mm. What What is your, you know, finally, what is your, what would your advice be to them? Where do you think? they could just start I think I've asked you this before um earlier but I wanted to just make just make that point again Mm, about that because I think it's something that's really important for people to have that opportunity to find out definitely where do you think they could start I think um so lots of self-reflection yeah lots of listen to podcasts read books yeah read articles yeah go on reddit see what people are saying on reddit see what real people are saying about things get on a sex website like a little sex toy website have a look even you will never feel more sort of sexually liberated as when you are reading love honey reviews if you go to sex toy reviews people will say oh my god this has changed my life i like i love this so much it makes me feel so good it makes me feel so sexy it makes me feel so empowered like Mm. things like that read more of that get naked get in front of a mirror have a look, see what's going on. I, when I was really young, I was always, I would touch myself in front of the mirror Mm. because I was like, what does that look like? Okay. You know? And I think that that really helps then if you know what you look like when you're masturbating, then it becomes so much easier to imagine introducing another person to that, you know? So things like that, just see yourself, make yourself feel sexy, make yourself feel comfortable and empowered. Once you get that within yourself, I think it will be so much easier to Mm. transfer those ideas into a relationship or into sex with someone. Let someone else see your sex face. Yes. (laughs) Who cares? It's it's inherently sexy. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. It's so true. Let someone else see your sex face. (laughs) First of all, you need to see it. You need to see it. And then you'll go... Oh, you know what? It's actually not that bad. It's just normal, isn't it? I really think, I really think people, and I think... Oh, I've never laughed so I think hard. It's so like true, but I think people with vulvas especially have this shame about even, you know, oh. people going down on them and what are they going to think? What's it going to smell like? What's it going to look like? Yeah. All of these things. Mm. And it's like... It's just fine. It's okay. It's just, it's just fine. Your body is fine. Yeah. It's normal. It's sexy. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. And the more that you can consume and the more people you can see, the more vulvas you can see, the more penises you can see, yeah. the more you have a look and yeah. have a read and actually understand it, it will become gradually over time you will undo Mm. these ideas and Mm. it will become normalized and it will become fun yeah once you get past all the ugly bit it's so much fun yes (laughs) and that's what i want everyone to be having is to be having pleasure and fun and enjoying themselves and not being so scared of sex and their bodies you know Mm. Yeah, yeah i really love that avalon you have just been such a star do you know what (laughs) I can't promise you that this is going to be the last episode on this one. <laughs> I know I will be calling Avalon back in for this. <laughs> Maybe with some extra vibrators to have a look. Oh I'm my really God. quite fascinated. I think we could do a little demonstration. Yeah, I fun. think that, what do you think? I think that would be great. I think that'd be really yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. really interesting. I'd like that. I think that'd be good fun. Two Love questions it. for you, yes. quickly. Mm. Peanut butter 
jam or honey? Honey. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just generally? Just generally. Honey. Which, one, which one would you choose? Honey. I love honey. Honey. I love, I'm such a honey person. Honey in my tea, honey on toast, honey in red wine, honey on I've strawberries. Oh my God. Really? I love honey so much. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay. a honey girl. If you could be an app, it doesn't have to be an app that already exists. If you could be an app, what would you be? What would you, what oh app would you be? Oh my God, that's a huge question. What app would I be? Yeah, it could be anything. It could be something that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't know. It would probably be something sex related for sure. It'd probably be some kind of sex toy thing. That was bound to be, wasn't sex it? Social media app. Sex app. Maybe not like for dating, but just for talking about sex. Oh, yeah. I think it would definitely be something like that. Sex app. Yeah. Honey sex app. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, get on it. I'm going to Amazing. Avalon, you have been a star. Thank you so much. Thank you for having oh, me. It's been so much goodness. fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. It's just been a hoot. And I really do hope, and I'm sure, actually, the listeners and viewers will really appreciate that the information that you've, you've shared today, because so many people are not so expressive and mm. not able to talk so openly. And actually I will have you back. Cause I think this is, I just feel it's such an important conversation that yeah. doesn't happen very often. No. And it's, it's good to hear somebody that's able to be open and expressive and somebody who is younger as well, mm. being able to be open mm. and expressive and not using all those cutesy terms and things. So yeah. it's marvellous. So thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure. Come here, baby. Oh, it's so sweet. It's been wonderful. I oh. love it. I love talking about sex. Yay. Sex. Let's talk about yes. sex, baby. <laughs> exactly. Marvellous. So thank you very much, Avalon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Me.